Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday, on the Athletic Podcast Network. I do have a take. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. It's Thursday. That means it's time for Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. I'm Zach Harper. I'm joined by Marcus Thompson. I'm joined by Ethan Strauss. Coming up on the show, Chris Paul is everywhere. People like him now. The big board? Who's the favorite in the NBA playoffs now? Jimmy Buckets is the star of everything after their game one victory over Milwaukee Bucks. But we don't know how real any of this is. And of course, we're picking new coaches for new teams. In this corner, though, the esteemed author, Bay Area legend, Marcus Thompson. Marcus, how old were you when you found out Georgetown was not a black college? It was when I went to an actual black college. So 18. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up. The- hey, hey, you're at HBC now? Oh, really? Oh, I, I want to go to Georgia. Where's Georgetown HBCU at? I was like, dude, that's not an HBCU. That's like this really white, rich private school. I was like, what? No, come on. I had the starter jacket. So yeah, it was. It was for the late. longest time, I thought Georgetown was just a basketball school. Did not know. I definitely didn't know it. it was like this prestigious Jesuit university. I had no idea. I didn't know what a Hoya was. It's clearly dog. a dog, dude. Come yeah. on. Easier to make easier to meet women with the Hoya. Hoya. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and host of the House of Strauss podcast, author of the book The Victory Machine, Ethan. How's the new house? Because there's a rumor your new neighbor is Joe Lacob. <laughs> Yeah, the book did pretty great, guys. It's uh, it's it's pretty lofty up here. Um, I'm managing. I'm managing. It's tough being super wealthy, but uh, I'm managing, Zach. Speaking of managing, maybe the ultimate game manager of all time. Jade, start the clock. It's take one. Chris Paul's revenge. By the time you listen to this podcast, game seven between the Thunder and the Rockets will come to an end. But the legacy of Chris Paul will live on. Did he win? Did he choke? Did he pull a hammy? I don't know. Game starts two hours from now when we're recording this. But what I do know is, guys, that everybody loves Chris. Now, an article on Slate this week summed it up perfectly. The NBA's most annoying player is actually pretty fun. Fun! The Twitter machine was set ablaze Monday night by a meme of him allegedly staring down James Harden, falling a dramatic win to tie the series and force Game 7. And I'm wondering, do people on social media actually like basketball or do they just enjoy pointing and laughing at the players that lose marcus what say you oh they absolutely think the nba is a version of lunchtime in middle school where you you get cool by ridiculing others that's absolutely what most of nba twitter is i won't say nba fans i'll say nba twitter is celebrating the demise of players they don't like and Thank you for the Houston Rockets for always feeding that beast, right? And they have James Harden and now Russell Westbrook and Mike D'Antoni and 27 missed three-pointers and Game 7 against Oklahoma City to constantly feed the cafeteria mode that is NBA Twitter. Absolutely. Nobody cares that Chris Paul is actually – uh, showing why he's a Hall of Fame point guard. He's one of the best little men ever to play, and his ability to control games is epic, right? No, that's not really why we're celebrating Chris Paul. We're celebrating Chris Paul because he's putting James Harden and Russell Westbrook in a light where we can see 
that actually they do have some postseason issues once again. That's why we're celebrating Chris Paul, which is the wrong reason to celebrate Chris Paul. Ethan, uh, I know you love to destroy the legacy of Chris Paul. Have you been impressed by what he's done through these seven games, even though we haven't seen the seventh game yet? Or do you think it's just a ticking time bomb? Ah, I mean, I've been impressed not just with the seven games of this season. I mean, this is his pièce de résistance this season. This is incredible uh, what he's done as a leader. And I've never disliked Chris Paul, the player. He's truly amazing. Insofar as he's had playoff issues, maybe it's because he's working every angle, maximizing every efficiency in the regular season, and then he has no echelon to ascend to in the postseason but in this case maybe with uh you know he's not trying to do too much in general it's really working out and i also have to agree that a lot of our love of the moment has something to do with how we are now a society that would rather laugh at somebody for slipping on a banana peel than celebrate greatness so let's let's not mock the rockets unless that's our next segment in which case let's do that but for now in this particular sentence let's not do it and let us celebrate (laughs) the thunder for achieving above and beyond and hopefully hopefully getting those 100 to 1 championship odds i don't think they're gonna do but that'd be pretty cool that'd be pretty cool they did it uh marcus new house marcus don't we do (laughs) don't we do this with every first chris paul season we did it in la with the clippers we did it in in houston with the rockets and now we do it in oklahoma city like this is first year chris paul is always a joy he is always a joy then we start saying hey man he's about to get to the finals (laughs) this is it this is the year i think though this time we know that's not happening right as as much as he likes dennis schrader Right. As much as he may like, you know, Stephen Adams and and the Cassies around, they're not going to the Western Conference final. So with that removed, we could just make every year the first year Chris Paul. Right. And if they if he now goes to another team or if somehow they, you know, make a trade, get another star, the clock will tick again on Chris Paul making it to the to the finals. But but we don't have to worry about right that that right now. We're just celebrating the six foot dude. Who will who will uh make the, the the pendulum swing crossover in front of you, flop in midair and still hit the shot and pat you on the butt on the way back? North Carolina's finest, baby. I do like that uh, we're going to do this again next year when he's on the Knicks. Ethan, I want you to look into your crystal balls and tell me what happened in Game Seven. How did Russ do? Uh, not great, Bob. <laughs> that's my assumption we'll see we'll, we'll nah, see he, re- we'll he see. rebounds I mean, he, and they win he just seems to have one mode though it, it really has been said before but at the end of a game he's still he's still not reading the moment and he's still all adrenaline and just charging forward and in a game seven situation maybe this is the time that will work out or maybe maybe when i look into my crystal ball c h r i s tall ball um it will work out for him but that's been the knock on him that's been the ceiling uh back in 2014 he dominated chris paul in the playoff series but other than that it seems like there have been more playoff disappointments than playoff successes and i do think it's a legitimate thing i don't think it's just sample size see i've reverted i've reverted wow. after criticizing us all for lambasting rather than celebrating i'm right back in the lambasting train chris paul's yeah, great maybe uh Chris Paul is great. Maybe uh, maybe also for the Rockets in Game 7, James Harden doesn't hide in the final minute uh, because he's having a terrible fourth quarter. Speaking of not knowing where to go, take two! 
The NBA Finals Big Board. Are the favorites favored anymore? Are the Lakers impressing you? Does LeBron look clunky? Can Giannis perform on the big stage? Is James Harden doing James Harden things, both good and bad? Over in the East, the Bucks have a fight on their hands with the Heat. The Celtics are cruising past the Raptors. Ethan, who is the favorite to win both conferences? I don't think a whole lot has changed out West. I think it's the Clippers and the Lakers out West vying for supremacy there. I don't think that that's altered at all. I know that the Clippers aren't fun. They don't come with a lot of enthusiasm, so it doesn't feel... You don't feel good about choosing them. You don't feel great about them, but they've gotten the... They've taken care of business, and the Lakers just have so much size, and they, they're they still the Lakers, even if LeBron looks a little clunky. So they are 1-1A, one one however you want to stack those. I have to say I'm not a Bucks believer, and I don't know if anybody on the Warriors Plus Minus podcast is when we talk about him. And I am prepared to be mocked and ridiculed. Oh, and by you will ben be. Thompson of you will be, buddy. I know, I know, I know. I, I and they have maybe a, an easier path than you would have out west, but there's just something to the combination of give up a lot of threes on defense and end of game. Giannis creates something when you don't really have a mid range shot and you don't have an off the dribble uh, dribble perimeter shot um, and very deliberate passing at times, and then you don't have these other creators. I just don't believe in it. I don't just trust the net rating. I don't. I don't think that you can spend it like a down payment on a house and go, I've arrived in the playoffs. Here's my net rating. Oh, I'm in the finals now. I don't think it works that way. So I don't know if it's going to be the Heat necessarily, but I just don't see them as a championship team. I just don't. Marcus, I did not pick the Bucks to win this series. I picked the Miami Heat to win in six, meaning that the Bucks who were favored are no longer favored, at least in my mind. And that, Am I wrong? that's what matters, right? If you, you set the standard. Here, I, I do think you're wrong, but not by much. I, I, it's hard for me not to say that eventually Milwaukee wins this series. Like, eventually. They get pushed to the brink, and they win. Because in the end, right, they they, ju- they just simply have the more talent. They have the more chemistry. They've been together longer. And Giannis is a matchup problem. So I'm not going to judge game one. However, to be concerned about the Bucks is a very normal and natural thing, place to be in right now. They do look suspect. Boston looks way better than them. Like, even if they get past Miami, I still think Boston takes them just because the depth of ability, the depth of talent, I just don't see it on the Bucks. I don't see them with playmakers like that. And in the end, you, you got to have you gotta multiple playmakers to win. You got to have multiple playmakers to win a championship. So I could see them surviving. Miami, even though I, I thought all along just Miami's toughness and grit is perfect for the bubble. Them dudes don't need anything to be locked in. Like, their motor is just on tilt all the time. Fans, no fans, whatever. Day, night, you pick it. A team with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, right? Goran Dragic. Them dudes going to be ready to play no matter what. And I always felt like that was going to be a problem for somebody. But in the end, I mean, are we, do we really think Giannis is going to lose to Jimmy Butler? Like, if he does, man, that's that's that'll be a ringing indictment on Giannis. In the end, I do think he wins. He in seven, I'll say Bucks in seven. Wow, that's that's not really. I mean, a, it's not really. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a limb. It's, it's not, not a limb. limb. It's not a limb. That's like it's a redwood right. trunk right there. Yeah. You're standing on. <laughs> you're you're not wrong. What about, not what about wrong. the West, Marcus? What about in the West? 
the West is trickier. I, I actually like what I'm seeing from the uh, the the Clippers. Like, I like the fact that they got. I mean, like Luca's no joke, man. They took they took a punch from Luca and they responded how you supposed to respond. And I know it's first round, but that wasn't a typical first by round beat, by beating him up. <laughs> by nixing him, by nineties nixing him. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, like they answered it, and they weren't ever any in any real trouble. Like he hit the game winner. It's like, oh, okay, he's a problem, but they they wanted six. They did what they were going to do. It's it's akin to what the Warriors did to them last year, where the Clippers did it made some noise. They took a couple games, but you you knew the Warriors were going to win that series, right? I I felt like the Clippers were the same way. I. I, I don't think it's a knock again that they didn't just blow through the Mavericks. Uh, the Lakers, in the end, as long as Anthony Davis is aggressive and a beast, they're going to be a problem. I do think we're heading to the showdown. I just like the Clippers' depth. I do like the Clippers' depth. I do like the, how they got so many guys. I think in the end, that will win for them. This 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 whole like Lou Williams as playmaking point guard is kind of incredible. I, I don't think I've ever seen him like handle the ball. Pass. <laughs> drive and kick the way like he's doing now. Like he's literally kind of taking it upon himself to make some plays. So I, I don't know. I, I, next time I go to Atlanta, I'll definitely get some of the, the lemon wing, the lemon pepper chip, chicken wings from Magic City because he is emboldened after those wings. Ethan, you didn't really uh, take a stance here between the Lakers and the Clippers. You kind of picked them Clippers, both. So Clippers let's just assume that uh, <laughs> that AD is still riding LeBron's coattails every time they're on the court together because that's the only reason they've been successful this season is when LeBron's out there. Uh, you still taking the Clippers? Yeah, I'm still taking the Clippers. I think wings are king and not just the ones in Magic City. I think that's what the playoffs are all about now. It's who has the best wings that, that tends to win the series. That's one of the reasons why Boston is really showing out. And so the Clippers are just, they have an embarrassment of riches there. And even if uh, the Lakers have LeBron, they don't have much winged beyond him. So in that very simple construction, I'm going to favor LAC. We'll be back after this. All right, speaking of the Bucks struggling, they're doing it because Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Butler, has taken Miami to a new level. Despite Marcus Thompson kind of just downplaying what, what the Heat are doing, did the 76ers trade the wrong guy? Why, do, why are the Heat the perfect place for Jimmy Butler? According to Sam Amick's latest, I'm so fucking locked in right now, and I will do anything that it takes to win, man. That's what Jimmy Butler told Sam Amick. It's a very Jimmy Butler <laughs> comment hoping, to make. I was hoping that was Sam Amick talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Amick is so locked into this bubble right now, guys. That's how he, he's that's right how he started everything. Right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, Jimmy, I'm so fucking locked in right now. I need to talk to you. <laughs> Jimmy Butler's going, yeah, okay. Let's, let's, so, let's talk. <laughs> so, Marcus, why is Jimmy Butler so effective right now? But I, I just think it's a matter of toughness, right? It's just a matter of will. And, like, that dude, he just has it in droves. Like, he's got the woolly mustache now. He's looking like he's looking like he'll do anything. Like, he'll give you 40. Like, he'll he'll set up your cable. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he will play with your kids. He will walk your dog. Like, he's in that mode where it don't matter. He's going to excel at it because he's in that kind of grimy, get-it-done mode. Absolutely. Philly traded the wrong guy. No, uh, like they got Tobias Harris and Al Horford 
instead of Jimmy Butler. Like, I mean, just think about it. That's the end result. Like, that's crazy. And yeah. also, he told Sam Amick about how tight he is with Joel Embiid. So, like, mm-hmm. it, it's it's crazy to think Philly had this guy, and now they don't, right? It's crazy to think that they are out in the first round of the playoffs, and Jimmy Butler is chilling, like, with Michelob Ultra. You know what I'm saying? In the bubble with, <laughs> with like $20. Like, the dude is selling coffee on the side. Like, I love Jimmy Butler. I wish I knew him. Like, this dude, like, he is everything. Big face, co- big big face, face cafe, big right? Big face That's coffee, a- 20 bucks a pop. Like, I want some big face coffee. <laughs> All right, Ethan, I know you're expecting to cover Giannis in the Bay pretty soon, but <laughs> what about Giannis? Going to South Beach instead. According to Sam Amick of The Athletic after he said he's so fucking locked in right now. Also, so let's read the room. I asked the aforementioned front office executive which team Antetokounmpo might end up with if Miami goes on to finish this job and create such havoc for the Bucks. The Heat, he said. Are we discounting the Heat as the destination once again for the biggest superstar? (laughs) That's a hell of a quote that Pat Riley gave Sam right there. I mean, that's uh... (laughs) a... No, that was Spolstra. <laughs> uh, I, I, look, Andy Ellsberg is really letting, the, letting those gums flap right now. Yeah, in between playing blackjack, he's really he's really talking up a storm there. <laughs> look, the Heat are a great option. The only problem is the reputational harm from the scenario where you lose to them and join them that Kevin Durant got that I think dogged him for the rest of his time. So if Giannis doesn't care about that at all, then maybe the Heat are a great option. If he does care about that, well, yeah, it is going to be something that will be discussed uh, from here on out. Um, But there are a variety of good spots for him. The Heat, cool culture and and, and whatnot, I I think that he needs another superstar wherever he goes. um, Dallas has been floated. That's kind of an interesting moment with him and Luka. Um, I think that's that's probably how he sees it, that he needs another superstar. If he's leaving the Bucs, I don't think it's for another situation where he's surrounded by very good to good players. I think he's Jimmy Butler. Are you saying Jimmy Butler's not that guy? I don't think Jimmy Butler's a superstar. And how old is he right now? Is he... Is he 30? 45 years old? 40. I don't know. How old is that mustache? And not, Real question. And not, <laughs> not with a game necessarily. You can say if we bring up Steph Curry or whatnot, but the shooting extends uh, the career. I Look, I don't think Jimmy Butler is a superstar. I think Jimmy Butler is a star. I think he's somebody who can have superstar performances. But hey, maybe Giannis views it differently. Uh, I would be very intrigued by that team. That would really be something. And I do think even if he's not teamed up with another superstar, I, I see that. I see that core as competing for championships more obviously than the Bucks core. Sorry, Ben Thompson. I, I, I know what you're saying. Like Jimmy Butler may not be like that upper upper echelon of superstar. I, I do, however, feel like because the of the pieces that will be around him, like they still have more than enough. Like they'll have the yep. shooting. Like they'll have the off the dribble playmakers. Bam. Bam is better than yeah, anybody. They'll have Bam uh, like that. Giannis. I don't know if he goes bucks. to Miami. I don't know if he needs the elite, elite next to him. I think Jimmy Butler and the the cast that they have and Spolstra and Pat Riley. I, I do think that's enough for Giannis. Like, and if he needs too much more than that, then he's probably not the player we think. But I do think he's the player we think, and I don't. I don't know that he necessarily needs. Kevin Durant per se with them or or Anthony Davis in order to be good like Jimmy Butler and some of them dogs that they got 
I think will be more than enough because that's really that all he's missing right now is one or two more pieces, maybe even one really good piece, not elite piece, but somebody that makes Chris Middleton your third best player instead of your second, right? I think that's kind of all that he's missing now, or maybe somebody who's also on a level of Middleton. So, you know, to push everybody else down, like it's not that he needs that much more. Also, don't worry, Bucks fans. We know he's not leaving now. He's leaving next year. Okay, we'll get to the next bu- <laughs> next. <laughs> oh, it's what we live for. All right, but is what we're watching real, guys? Do you want to know what it is? Is the bubble real? Is anything here real? We're talking about Jimmy Butler possibly making the finals with his Heat team because it's a neutral court. Because we got virtual fans drinking Michelob Ultra, which is, by the way, Jimmy's preferred beverage of choice in case he's seen a commercial these days. We also have all these other teams just shooting wildly. Marcus Smart is like Steph Curry now with his corner three-point shooting. These This bubble is really messing with our minds. And so, Ethan, you wrote about this on The Athletic on Wednesday. From one perimeter score in this series to another, I feel like this is deja vu with Donovan Mitchell having a breakout playoff run that's supposed to presage superstar. Do you think we are seeing the true blossoming, or is this a bubble mirage? Is Jamal Murray really this good? Is Donovan Mitchell really this good? Is Marcus Smart and Duncan Robinson, are they really this good, Ethan? Um, I don't think so. I, I think that maybe it's showing us that they are all-star level, right? And Donovan Mitchell has gotten there. But do I think Donovan Mitchell is now every playoffs expect him to be putting up 50-point games? I don't think so. I think that might be the unique conditions that that particular series. Um, as Nate Duncan astutely pointed out on the Jamal Murray front, some of what we're seeing has something to do with how Gobert uniquely presents a problem for Jokic or presented a problem. And thus, so much of the burden had to shift to Jamal Murray in a way that you're maybe not going to see in other series. So some of that is specific to the series. I think some of the shooting that we've seen, uh, when you don't have fans, I do think that makes it easier to shoot. And maybe that sounds crazy, but it's the adrenaline. I mean, you walk into an NBA arena and you look up into the stands and there's 20,000 people. You can feel the energy. You can feel the nerves. I don't think these guys are getting the same feeling and the same setting from that virtual fan board. And it's borne out in a lot of the games. So I think that the bubble is real in the sense that the favorites often trounce. The frictionless nature of the basketball has enabled the favored teams to beat up on the underdogs. So it's real in that sense, in the sense that the games have legitimate results. But as far as some of the individual performances, I think that it's bubble PEDs. Marcus, I, it feels like Ethan is dismissing the superstardom of Jamal Murray here and the superstardom of... Oh, you love your Jamal Murray. And it's, and it's disrespectful. Are you kidding me? It's just... It's, it's disrespectful, disrespectful, right? First off, let's, let's establish one thing. The bubble is real. Everything else was not. Everything else was not. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around. Whoa! Explosion! The bubble! Explosion! Sirens! What is this? The Matrix? The bubble is yes. The bubble is the red pill. All, all, um. everybody else, all that stuff for the fans and signs and celebrities courtside and all that and pump noise. Well, they still have the noise, but all that stuff 
is 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 the Matrix. All that stuff is blue pill. This is this is Hoop and Zion. What we're witnessing right here. This is the raw. This is the essence. What this is, is hip hop with like a cardboard on the ground and the stereo on your shoulder. Right. This is the essence, and we're seeing who really can play. If you're that good, you don't need you don't need the crowd. You you don't need that. And also, I do think you're dismissing. I don't care what setting you are. Like getting fifty in two games is fifty in two games. Like it, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what it is, and if, and we know that because nobody else is getting fifty. <laughs> it's not like there's seven fifties out there. Damian Lillard has done it, right? <laughs> Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell. Like I do believe some of that was matchup, right? And as Barkley said, they were just leaving a one on one. But are we saying he can't shoot? Like, of course he can shoot. Uh, are we saying players like Marcus Smart don't step it up in the playoffs? Of course they do. This is this is what they do. Now it's just getting to the purest form of it. This is real. All that stuff that you saw before, that was the illusion, brother. Ethan. That's quite the take. That's, yeah. that's quite the take. But come on. This idea that getting 50 in any setting, I don't think that anybody got 50 in last season's playoffs, in last year's playoffs. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, I think it speaks to something being a little out of whack. Who got, who got 50 in these goofy. playoffs? Damian Lillard, um, well, you're you telling just, me he can't get 50? Mm-hmm. I've seen him mm. get 50 before. I mean, in, seen it. Jamal, in, in, in yes. East Oakland. He East lit Oakland. the Warriors up. East yeah, Oakland. yeah. I yep. think it was game three, which is why Steph came back in game four. Ethan, you remember that city you just moved out of? That's where Dame's from. Look, I'm with you on the premise that a guy who gets 50 in the bubble playoffs is more likely to be awesome than a guy who doesn't, I guess, or that it, you're probably pretty good. But I also think you have to admit that there is a little bit of juicing of the numbers going on in this setting when that's happening to that degree. That's what I'm saying. Are you saying the crowd, the crowd for the NBA is the humidor for the baseballs at Coors Field? Yeah. Silence is wow. the ultimate PED. Good pull on the humidor. Baseball Ethan appreciates that. Is crowd the ultimate downer? I think the crowd is the ultimate oh. downer. That's what it is. Oh. Okay. It is. They laugh at you when you have an air ball, you know? They 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 sure. really, you know, they we just talked about it before. It, people, man. The the public, the crowd, all negative, no positive. And when you have them confined to their little video screen and they're barely able to uh act like human beings and it looks like a big Zoom call, better for the players. Way better for the players. Dame had 50 in game 5 against Oklahoma City just last year. Oh, no, that's true. That's true. How'd that turn out? Conference finals. Yeah. With a crowd. I was relying on whatever Nate Duncan said about the stat in 50. I might have butchered it. I lost this segment. Damn it. Yeah, you like, did. Marcus, and, and Marcus had the mind blowing, the whole like the bubble is real and everything right. else is fake. I mean, <laughs> really just bad one yeah. up. Jay, one. Jay, just give me the line where he's like, the reality is there, there is, is no, no spoon. spoon. There is no spoon. Then you'll see that it is not the spoon that bends. It is only yourself. <laughs> that, that's, they, they really screwed up the promo. At least, as much as Issa Rae is great, they shouldn't have had her kind of walking around as CGI around these players. They should have had old Larry Fishburne doing the whole... It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. I think we really knocked out the ad campaign that should have Blind been uh, accompanying the NBA playoffs. It should have been Matrix-themed and the idea that this is real. Yeah. Wasn't a Morpheus coming to you from uh, Nebuchadnezzar? <laughs> We're headed to the bubble. <laughs> we must save the bubble. That was it. That was the one. They blew it. 
Well, we're not seeing any uh, Knicks in these playoffs because uh, it's the playoffs, right? You know where you won't see Knicks also? On your nads, thanks to Manscaped's skin safe technology. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. We're getting ready for Clippers Nuggets and Manscaped's making sure your nuggets are safe. <laughs> thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. Because of their ceramic blade, that skin-safe technology, no snags on your nads. Oh, my God. Plus, they just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit. You're going to get slash-tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium-grit nail file. You don't need that grit-and-grind nail file, and you don't need a soft-grit nail file. You get that medium-grit nail file. It's the (laughs) Goldilocks of nail file grit. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with a new and improved lawnmower. It's waterproof. It's cordless. Take it in the shower. You're not going to electrocute yourself. You're not going to ruin the trimmer. And that way you get ready for that special night. That also comes with the boxer briefs and the travel bag to use when we're done quarantine. We start traveling again. What a great idea. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Take your grooming game to the next level. I thought you were going to talk about using the clippers on the nuggets. I was surprised. Hold on. I got more things to throw to. Hold on. We'll now take a quick break to hear about one of the athletics' newest shows. And we're back, everybody. Take five. Final take of the show. The 76ers' next next head coach should be whom? A disciplinarian? A pushover like Brett Brown? Was he the problem? Was he just not an X's and O's guy? Charles Barkley said it's It's time for y'all to grow up. This is professional sports. This is professional. I gave you $170 million, and people are still asking you, can you shoot? Can you get in shape for me? I don't want to just know what type of coach they should get. I want to know which coach should they get. Should it be Ty Lue, Mark Jackson, Mike D'Antoni? Who should be Alvin Gentry? Marcus, we'll start with you. Who needs to be the next head coach of the 76ers and why? Steven Silas. Whoa. Oh, okay. What a pull that what was, pull. right? Shout out to, shout out to Steven wow. Silas, assistant coach with the Dallas Mavericks now. Son of Paul Silas. Bringer fire to the Golden State Warriors in the 2000s. <laughs> Is he like Dan, Dan Yaris? <laughs> I, I, I do feel like if Ty Lue wants it, Ty Lue should get it. Uh, I do think Ty yeah. Lue is, I mean, you just, I mean, the dude has a championship, man. Call your shot. And he clearly, you know, I, I like what he could bring to the table. Like there, there's a bit of player friendliness, but there's also a little bit of a disciplinarian to him. I think he, I think he does a really good balance. Uh, if he doesn't want that job, I, I'd be very interested in Mark Jackson coaching that job. Mostly because, what? yeah, mostly because Mark Jackson is like, you know, the 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 he he just so into that '90s that that back to the basket, you know, half court game, pack the paint defense, like. He might be the perfect coach for Joel Embiid, right? Like, how many times you hear these dudes saying, Joel Embiid got to stop shooting these jumpers? He got to stop shooting these jumpers. Mark Jackson is going to get in his ear like he's Reggie Miller and make him think You're like not a he's, knockdown shooter. he's Akeem Olajuwon, <laughs> and he's going to feed that dude in the post like crazy because that's what Mark Jackson believes in. He believes in, like, pick and roll and post-ups. That's Mark Jackson. It's, it's simple. It's, it's like Denzel said in uh, uh, Remember the Tights, right? I only got six plays. <laughs> it's like Novocaine. Give it time. It always works. Like, that's Mark Jackson's offense. And I feel like that might be what Joel Embiid needs 
I would just be interested in seeing a team that's been beaten down, that's lost so much, right? That's doubted and counted out and ridiculed. They might need uh they might need their Boudini Brown. That's that might be what they need to to kind of take another wow. level. And Mark Jackson is the best Boudini Brown in the game. Facts. Wow. Uh, I, uh, I disagree on the Mark tell, Jackson. Front. Tell me how to just I, make Mark Jackson sound pretty good, though. Tell me how to do did. a good it job. It was a great sales I, job. It was a fantastic <laughs> sales job. I, I, when I see organizational chaos uh, already, I don't go, oh, I want to add Mark Jackson to this mix. I want him to be potentially feuding with Embiid or whoever else is in the organization. And then you put it nah, on Philly it'll Talk be, Radio. It'll be Elton Brand he'll be feuding with. It'll be. <laughs> oh yeah, be- Elton Brand will be feuding with, and I just think that could potentially be a disaster. I like Oma Tyloo. You know, Warren Legary, agent to coaches, has said that teams. The problem is they always overcorrect, or the way he says it, teams they always overcorrect. They always go with the they they always go with the last, the opposite of what they just fired, and that is uh, an inclination that I think undermines success. So if you're going with Brett Brown pushover, as Zach said it. Zach said it. I didn't say it. Um, you, you know, maybe they're going to go swing the other way, go ultimate hard-ass disciplinarian. I, I like the idea that Ty Lue was somewhere in between, that he managed the situa- situation with LeBron well. That, yeah, LeBron was given a lot of authority, but sometimes Ty Lue would actually get in his face and yell at him, or at least that's what I read. And so I just think that Ty Lue did a great job, and this makes sense as a fit, and he's probably the best option. So I would go uh, I go Ty Lue, probably no on Mark Jackson. Ty Lue is clearly, like, the best candidate, but I'm saying if he doesn't want the job. I mean, Philly is 90s Eastern Conference basketball. And that's been the problem. <laughs> no, it's not actually been a problem. The problem is they can't be good at the new stuff. <laughs> you got Ben Simmons, you got Jarrell Embiid. Man, take it old school. Count counters the current. Ben Simmons playing like Mark Jackson, just backing the uh, backing the defender, down. <laughs> just posting up from forty eight feet. <laughs> right? Out. Take, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Come on, counter the current. You can't if you can't beat them. You don't, you don't I, join them. You go against I don't know. I, I heard this sort of you zig when they zag thing for the Grizzlies when people were saying, what do they need to become a championship team? I think sometimes sometimes trends are trends for a reason and that you got to actually go with the trend and you can't. Yeah, but go they could. The they way. literally couldn't go with the trend with Marcus Gasol and Zach Randolph. Like at some point, you just got to be who you are or change your team. If they're going to change their team. All right. I got it. But if they're going to run Ben Simmons, Al Horford, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid out there. It's 90s Eastern Conference basketball. No blood, God. no foul. Larry Johnson posted up for five seconds and, and, and Spike Lee on the sideline <laughs> going nuts. Like that's what, that's what they need. That's their recipe. Well, it's making me nostalgic. Well, what about, what about, um, what about Ty Lue going to the Spurs? You know, when Greg Popovich goes and takes over the Brooklyn Nets. That's right. Now that's where I think Ty Lue might want to go, right? If you yeah, Ty but Lue. that Spurs situation is so incestuous. Does does Ty Lue have any connection to the Spurs? They always hire. They always hire. No, Budenholzer's going back, and then they can go to the Bucks, and then you know, boom, there you go. Oh, that way, when the Spurs get back to the playoffs, they can not adjust. I thought Tim Duncan's future coach of the Spurs. I thought that's where we're going with that. Is he ready? That might be sooner than what he's ready for. I mean, the guy is a million years old uh, at this point. Uh, Also, like, Luke Walton's coaching. ah. Yeah, he he doesn't (laughs) Becky Hammond, head coach of the Spurs. All right, so if you're you're the Nets, Mm -hmm. do you take old but decorated Greg Popovich or do you take Ty Lue? 
I think when you're the Nets, you get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> you're the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> but if you got the choice. All right, before we determine a winner, guys, you know what time it is. It's time for the closing rant, the closing thought, the closing anything that Ethan has not yet prepared. So, Marcus, I will go to you first and just know that you get bonus points for going first. Uh, my, my, my closing rant is aimed directly at my point of contention foe, Ethan Strauss. Who, Wait, what happened? Who talked? Get him. All this rigmarole and riffraff and haberdashery about ratings. Well, guess what, Mr. Strauss? Game seven of the Nuggets and Jazz drew 3.385 million viewers on ABC. Did you hear what I said? That's terrible rating. Nuggets, Jazz. Nuggets, Jazz. Now, I didn't walk into a trap. He was just complaining about how it had to be LeBron to get 3 million. And now Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell got 3 million people to, to, to view. So, like we said... As the playoffs go on, there'll be more viewers. Do, do you see how that works? Ne- As the playoffs go on, Jokic, more like more like Nikola. Yo, kids, come watch this game seven. So, <laughs> so if 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 the Jazz Nuggets game seven or get three million viewers, what are we talking for? Mm-hmm. Lakers Clippers. What are we talking? Marcus, for? they don't call him Jamal Muratings for nothing. Okay. Wait a second. Let me, let me wait a second. Let me let me respond to this. The issue is that Oh no, you do your all, own rant, sir. This is you a do your own rant. No, no, this is a closing this rant. This is now DJ. my rant. Yeah, okay, I have a rant, everybody. Here's my rant. <laughs> my rant that I have now reorganized is because I've talked about ratings and a lot of people are neophytes. Ratings neophyte. Now I will not be so rude as to say that my partner on point of contention is such a neophyte, but I will say people are often adding me or emailing me based on and they don't actually know they haven't actually studied it they don't actually get it in this case i am a neophyte this week is significant because it's the first week where the sports leagues are being the recipient of something called out of home viewing so the numbers for all the sports leagues are juiced based on what's playing in hotels based on what's playing in airports so it's not really one-to-one and not only that it's less of a number than Nuggets Spurs game seven was last year on TNT, which has 25% less distribution than an ABC game in primetime. That is not a good number. It also wasn't in a pandemic. And the point is the previous numbers, did they not include the out of home numbers? Mm. They didn't. They didn't. They just started it this week. So that means the numbers before were false. The numbers before were NBA outside the bubble. These numbers are the real numbers, baby. Marcus, Marcus, <laughs> you say you're a neophyte. I say you're neophyting the narrative about these ratings being down. I just know. I, I just, feel like I've been. I just I know like like been under attack. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. No, no, it make any sense. No, it does, no, seriously though. No, I'm, I'm just. I'm like poking at you, but, but if I. Like how Tim Kawakami, our boss on Wars Plus Myers, was talking about the ratings don't show all of it. So now they add these out of home numbers and immediately we get a more real number. That's that's the whole point. 
It's like the number before we, we get a wasn't more real number, real. but we're com- but we're comparing it. We, we're comparing it against the way we've done it for decades, and now they're getting a little. It's like a little PPE loan for the sports leagues. That okay, we're gonna juice your numbers up in this bad situation and make all of you feel better. You're all gonna be the recipient, and you know if the games are playing in the airport sports bar, you're you're gonna get a little boost in that number. So. I, I still think I still think looking at that when you're talking about ABC primetime game seven and it's less than the game seven from last year on TNT that did not have out of home viewership and wasn't in a pandemic with no fans like I just I, I don't I don't think it's mm. great but I do think that when we see potentially depending on what happens tonight uh, if there's a Lakers rocket series that could be that could have some juice right there hey Adam Silver are you listening to this I need my sit down interview. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Bass, you hear me? <laughs> Nielsen ratings, Leslie Nielsen, Don Nelson, Demarcus Nelson, doesn't matter. TV contract in four, guys. It's a sweet. Marcus Thompson is our winner. Get him a sit down. Get him a sit down, Adam Silver. Come on. Hey, Ethan, that's how you pander, sir. That's how you get the interview. Haven't they neg you enough, Adam Silver? We, we can't do it. We can't do an interview. You know, you know, I, I haven't played hard to get enough. Adam, you, you remember how Ethan's tried to take this league down time and time again. He's rooting for the ratings to be low. Rooting for it. Not Marcus Thompson. He's a real NBA head. Plus, I don't want to play the race card in these times, but, you know. Come on. I, I mean, I mean, Black Lives Matter I like, is all I like, I like, I like yes, it. exactly. I like, I mean, oh, on. Ethan, do you not agree that Black Lives Matter? You know what, guys? That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Point of Contention on the Athletic NBA Show. Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic NBA Show on any podcast platform that ever has existed. Rate it. You review it. Five stars. Don't be a jerk. And subscribe to The Athletic, either through one of my articles or one of Marcus's articles to make sure, you know, we get the credit for, you know, Ethan's got eight houses now. Yeah, he's good. He's good. (laughs) But you check us out. For Marcus Thompson, Ethan Strauss, Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. Thanks for listening to The Athletic NBA Show.